0: and like, there normally is but this year it just it went down to I think eight of us in such a short space of time <laughs> yeah. you know but as you say there yeah, Robbie like <clears throat> there's this perception that like say the top end runners don't struggle in these races they absolutely 100% do you know there is no doubt about that like you know the likes of Carl there are looking at me and saying oh keep keep doesn't struggle or is not struggling I do I just don't show it or I've caught I've sort of gone through it but it will happen again at some stage so like i don't think they should ever look at someone and say he's never going to drop out or he's never going to quit i probably it's hard to know if i will but hey what's what's it going to take for me to do that i don't know but i absolutely do go through bad parts in the race the exact same as everybody else
1: that my friend was keith Russell, and this is the Inspirational Runners Podcast? Hey everyone, how you all doing? My name is Robbie Marsh, and I'm your host. So, welcome to the podcast. Yesterday, I had the pleasure of breaking down the latest backyard event with the winner of the 2022 Castle Ward Backyard. Keith Russell, who was taken to 37 loops by up and coming Ultra Runner, Kathleen McParland. Some of you might be aware that we have had Keith on the podcast previously, firstly for his amazing story with Alana that started his running journey only five years ago, which you can hear on episode 115. We had him back again last August for episode 147, where Keith completed. An amazing 63 loops in the backyard. Both those episodes going into how and why he started. Episode 147 breaks down his training, fuel and nutrition, so check it out if you're interested. This episode was purely a chat about how the race went, as both Keith and I took part. Before we start, I'd just like to give a shout out to XL Sports and the Seven Sisters Skyline, which has fast becoming island's greatest mountain race. The main event is the 55 kilometre scramble across the Derry Bay Mountains in Donegal, which has just over 4,000 metres of elevation. The race is being held on the 21st of May and XL Sports has put up a 5,000 euro prize fund, which included 1,000 euros for first male and female runners. There is also a smaller 30k event which is now part of the World Cup calendar so I suppose it has now overtaken the 55k event it also has a great prize fund which takes in all 7 of the 7 sisters from Muckish to Ergal and all inspirational runner followers can gain 10% discount with the code INSPIRE10 I've been lucky enough to survive both the long and short distance event. I look forward to throwing my hat back into the ring again in May. So hope to see you all there. I should mention in this podcast, I say I'd place Harvey Lewis's episode on the end, but the format doesn't really align. So I'll throw it out on the next episode, hopefully on Friday of next week, which is actually tomorrow. So not to delay you any further. It's with great pleasure. I give you Keith Russell.
0: How many episodes have you done now? you think you'd have it, us?
1: Like 152 friggin' episodes. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> I, wish, I wish there was an app out there. The reason why Squadcast is good is because it's uh, web-based, so people don't need to download an app or anything. Anybody just can click into it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But it is, it's so dependent on the other person's setup, what headphones they use, what laptop they use. You know what's feeding into the system like so anyway, congratulations. Thanks very much. On a, another win in Castle Ward Backyard. What what a crazy event it was this year.
0: Yeah. It was and I think everybody sort of suffered the same way. Um and it was very, very early on. You know, like I started to go through bad patches at eight hours in, you know, and I I was saying to the lads like this didn't happen in Florida Manor. It was like Forty odd hours before this happened, like why is this happening? Like eight hours into the race,
1: it was mad though. Like, because if you think of the the previous, you, how many loops did you do last time? Was it sixty three? Yeah. Um. the yeah. Conditions were twice as bad, and the course was harder. Whoa. You couldn't have got better conditions than what we had on the weekend. Yeah, it was a sufferfest.
0: Yeah. Now, to be honest, I thought Florida Manor was tougher course, but I think Castle Ward because of the conditions it was a lot more technical like you're on high alert all the time so it's, it's like you were mentally drained quicker and uh, because you are watching your step and, and then like you were avoiding puddles and then when the rain came the puddles nearly tripled in size and there was no avoiding them you just had to go straight through them yeah.
1: <laughs> all right okay so the, the 63 loops was in florida Mana yeah yeah sorry I, I thought it was actually at castle water it got moved obviously because of the covid situation you are right though like because i remember me and Eamon were having the conversation like something happened when you moved into the darkness very very quickly you know normally it would happen yeah. like in the middle of the night um but like i thought i was doing i come back and went geez that was a quick loop when i looked at my watch I thought, shit that was a really slow loop but it was the amount of we were, we were thinking it was the amount of concentration required not to trip over the stones and the roots and everything else Absolutely. that was lying under your feet.
0: Yeah. And I, 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 felt the same way. And even talking to a few of the other lads, they were, they were the same. They No one could really understand why they were feeling the, the way they were feeling. <laughs> um, and I went through eight, eight, eight hours of that, you know, it was just kept coming back into lads going, I don't know what's happening. I just, I felt like I wasn't going to make 15 hours. Do you know what I mean? Um,
1: that must really it must have it. really played on your
0: head. It does, but like at the end of the day, like you're gonna go through a bad patch at some stage. It's probably better you go through a bad patch earlier on because you're a bit that little bit fresher than if it was 40 odd hours in. But chances are you're gonna go through a bad patch at that stage as well anyway. Yeah, it says know, it, it, it's it says a, a lot. Goes,
1: like... It says a lot about the athlete, though. You know, when you think. You know, it's good to get that bad patch underway. Because I actually struggled when I when I went through a bad patch. Right, I had a bad loop, and then the next loop was a good loop. I couldn't accept yeah. the fact I was having a good loop <laughs> because the last <laughs> loop was so shit. I was like, I was I was finding it hard to accept. I don't know if you can relate to that or not. Like, but actually, I'm feeling good now. Just accept that and keep going. Because I'm sort of carrying the pity from the last loop across no no. (laughs) i knew you were gonna say there's an edit once i
0: start start having a good laugh it's like this is it we're on the way up
1: (laughs) yeah no that's it like it's just that confidence of breaking through that isn't it and going up and down yeah but just yeah you know i I thought it was a great event for a backyard because it really did show you both sides of the backyard and like the race was winning this year the event was winning this year. It was knocking big people out very early.
0: Yeah. You know, it was um like, look, uh, the lads, Damme and Aidan, put on a, a, an unbelievable event at the weekend uh, with Atlas running. Like, they're just incredible. And everybody that was there, you know, and ran it said the same thing. And if you were at the start line, it was jammers. Like, what was there, over 100 people uh, starting off? If you got caught at the back, you were stuck behind people. There was no way really around it, it because it was just a single line trail, um, <clears throat> up until you got onto a, a, a road part that sort of opened out. You could sort of go around, but if you were caught behind at all at the start, or just over there two and a half kilometres mark, you were nearly behind somebody for until you get back around again.
1: A good mile, so it was. It was actually even maybe worse for us at the back um because there was at one stage and i was around loop nine and ten where people not that i was going to go much further anyway like but there was people ready to drop out and you were getting caught in that group so there was maybe about six or seven people ahead of you and you were thinking to yourself this is their last loop but i can't get past them
0: (laughs) yeah and what is what they were slowing you were they
1: Oh, really, actually, um, I was starting looking at the watch a, a bit. Because, you know, when you hit the third mile, you look at your watch from the hour. And you, that's the good thing about starting on the hour. You can sort of work it. I'm like, shit, I've only got like 15 minutes to yeah. get in here. I need to get past yeah, these people yeah. now. And that was driving a bit more, another <coughs> layer. But it was, like, it was part of the event. You know, it's not a complaint in any way or form. It was just another thing that you had to manage, which I was actually enjoying, I to did. be honest. Like, But um, for where I was at... But it was something, on the very next loop then, you made sure you were moving into where you should be within that group. Exactly. Because for us as well, yeah. like, you know, I didn't want to be way in the front and I didn't want to be the bottleneck that was holding everybody back. Yes, um, yeah. Because it only makes you feel shit when they all want to go past anyway, <laughs> you know? So you, Yeah. different for you guys, obviously, you're, you're you're out at the front and you need to get out there because you were flying around. What was your average sort of loop? Because I was looking there, you were doing like, They're all sub-50 anyway, mid-40s.
0: Yeah, so um, during the day, I was probably hitting about 44, 45 minutes. And then at night, it was probably about 46, 47. Um, And it just seemed, I don't know why, it just seemed, at night obviously it's going to be tougher to run. You have to be a lot more alert at night. But yeah, it just seemed to be just that bit tougher at night to to, to try and keep the, the time down. Yeah, all some
1: fifty. My, my last lap down was my second fastest overall. It was 42, 42 <laughs> yes. nearly forty three. Yeah. I seen that and cry cried there just before you come on. Forty two, forty six. For <laughs> fuck's sake, I couldn't do that after a week's rest. <laughs> um, uh, but, it
0: just told how much I wanted to get it finished.
1: <laughs> do you know what? It's a frigging relentless event, isn't it? Like I was looking forward to getting you on because there was something in my head where. You know, you're you're fighting you're fighting each loop. You have you have to go through that routine of the loop. And you well, when I say fight you have to manage yourself through that loop. And it's quite hard work. And as you say, the grind's technical, it's dark, you have to watch your yeah. place, you don't want to get caught up. You need to make sure you eat the right type of food. They gave you that energy in the first couple of miles. All of this stuff's going on. And then yeah. like for me, I came in with a few minutes to go and I didn't have time to reset to actually go out and do that management again and like like I had done 13 loops and you'd actually done three times that almost 37 loops I thought like how can you manage that relentless repetitive (laughs) game over and over again because it is it's just friggin relentless isn't it
0: it is it's all it's all about keeping your mind occupied so I had and when I have so I had so many points on the loop? So when you go off out, and to you know when you came back around towards the start line again where you had to take the hairpin left. Yeah. So I was hitting there about 17 minutes. Then when I went up, then I hit to you know the other hairpin that went right. Yeah. Um so I was hitting that about 23 minutes. Then when you went up to the crossroad, I was hitting that at 26. And then when I came back around to the crossroad again, I was hitting that at 36. But at the bottom of the zigzag, I was hitting that at 22. So then I knew I was like 10 hey, minutes down, back to the start from, from that crossroad. So that's how I was sort of managing my loops.
1: Yeah, it, it's a great course for that, though, wasn't it? Like, it was great for being able to break yeah. it down. Um Yeah. You see, we're, we're most probably <laughs> in totally two totally different sides of the spectrum, whereas I was coming in around 53, 54. So for me, that was... I came in there fifty at one time. That was a luxury. I like, ate food and like, three or four minutes. I what to doing myself now? Like, <laughs> it <was> like and there's <laughs> something really funny happened. Well, it, it actually went pear shaped for me one time. I came in and as you said distract. I had um, a couple ideas just to change things when I thought I was going to find it tough. So I got my headphones out and they wouldn't frigging connect for me. And it ate oh, right. it, it, it ate my time. Yeah, and, and that actually threw. I, I st- through everything, yeah,
0: something like that, something like that can just get into your head, yeah, and you end up looping around. You end up getting aggravated.
1: The problem was, I, I, I was, I was like, that was about loop ten or eleven. And I was, I don't want to say enjoying it, but sort of enjoying it. And I thought it's time to get the headphones out, and because they wouldn't yeah. connect, and then all I heard was thirty seconds to go. I was like, shit. <laughs> I, did, I didn't have time to mentally reset myself. Even like two minutes would have done it and you're back out again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you didn't have what yeah. you wanted. And there's something really strange, um, that happens to you physically when you go through that, because how can the loop before be great? And then all of a sudden your legs are cramping, your head's all dizzy and all shit starts fly- <laughs> flying. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, it has to be mental.
0: But oh, of course it is. But I found actually the time went so quick. Um, the time that you got back in and you were say when it's three minutes to go to that time just seemed to go so so quick and i, d- I don't know why it just seemed to run away from you before you knew it you were standing the start night to go again
1: so i heard you say in there that you had around loop eight you start to struggle a bit like um just talk yeah. me through that a bit how, how what's what sort of things were you feeling was it physical mental the whole thing was just spinning a little bit
0: yeah, it was all, it was all mental. There was no physical um, pain there at all. It was just all mental, And it just seemed that everything just, it was basically going, I don't know how I'm going to keep going for this length of time, <laughs> you know. But this went on, this went on for eight hours. So Jesus. it was really, yeah, I was fa- I was falling asleep running. I was getting tired. I was getting pissed off. I was just getting so annoyed, like, um And you just keep trying to, sort of just be in the be in the present of like, okay, just get through this loop. And then we get something and then go, go out in the next loop, and <clears throat> get through that loop. And it just felt like I was fighting it all the time and it was just wearing me down and wearing me down. But I actually, my brother brought a, uh, brought a camp bed. So he set that up. So at four o'clock in the morning, I lay down for five minutes and um, I got up and then went out on that lap. And then I came back and I lay down again for another five minutes and then once i got down to 5 minute breaks i put in my headphones and then i was coming out the other side of it but that 8 hours i just couldn't understand what was what was going on and um, i just couldn't focus i couldn't get my head in, in it at all
1: you're looking for a rhythm aren't you that's why you you, yeah. you need to get into that zone are you there yet you know and you know you're not there and you're fighting to get into it and the hard i think it's key what you said there is that something needs to change you can't go out on the loop again. Doesn't matter what it is, it might be a change of a t shirt, it may be change your hat. Yeah. Pour water over your face, lie down on a camp bed, whatever it is. Some you need to change something to try and Absolutely. trigger something. Um I had like I, I did only, you know, I'm only coming back, um running. In fact, I haven't started running yet, so I <laughs> only went out to do six loops. And um Barry McCarroll says, wise up, do 12. So I said, right, I'll do 13, which is odd that I've <laughs> done 13. Like, and um, yeah. But loop 11 was a tough loop. But when I came in for loop 12, I goes, right. I had some Irish stew um, nice. and I just put, shouldn't say this, but I didn't even use a spoon, just wrapped my fingers in it because I only had like three minutes. <laughs> two spoonfuls of that. I took one gel um, with 100 milligrams of caffeine and I brought the yeah. headphones out with me and I got them to connect. After about a quarter of a mile, I was like, woohoo. And yeah, I put 1995 rave music on. And I loved that loop. Like It was loop 12. It was the best loop I had. It was on my own as well, which was really good. I was hanging off the back. So that was a real luxury, have nobody in front or behind. And yeah. I was just listening to rave music. I could have been anywhere in the forest. like. <laughs> but it totally changed <laughs> it. Totally changed things up. But the odd thing was, I'd said I was doing... 13 loops, so that was going to be the end of it, of 13 loops, you know what I mean? You can't go in with that. Th- we know that. We but could- do you think that was why you felt
0: so good? Like, because you were like, going and coming to the end.
1: Yeah, no, I think that was a part of it as well. I had the music on. I knew when I took the gel, you know, the gels were only going to be taken to give me a, a couple more loops, if you know what I mean, because when you start taking those things, yeah. the whole things, I stayed away from sugar the whole way, just, while well, I drank um, Yeah. So yeah, it was a bit of a victory sort of loop, and then I just went out and... I walked the last loop, <laughs> so I did, because I wanted to time out on the last loop. But the funny thing right, was right. Um, I had asked Sammy and Adrian, you know, if I time out, does it still count? And they said, yeah. I goes, okay, I'm going to time out just so you know on this next loop. And my body just went to bits. I mean, yeah, I couldn't even – Like, I tried, I did try to run just in case it would happen. And because I had said that, like my legs were like leads. You know, if I tried to run, it was a wee bit oh, all over the show. And I thought, Jesus, how can you go from relation to – that just because of words yeah. that you said yeah
0: but that's that's all in your head like you know so once you start to say right that's it I'm finished I'm going to be sitting down now and whatever 40-50 minutes your whole body lactic the gas and everything just starts flushing into your body you know it's you mad. just end up everything just relaxes down yeah it's crazy like I felt the same now once I finished the last lap your legs just start to go sore and heavy and it's like it's,
1: it's crazy you know so i i learned a lot through this and um, listen to yourself last time we did have keith on a couple of episodes before you're going to become the new ian keith because barry mccarroll <laughs> cracked up he's like ian's been on the podcast twice uh, i t- he's going to tell me to f off now but barry does well in the celtic plate we'll get him back on again you know but uh yeah he will <laughs> he will he, 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 he'll do very well in the
0: celtic plate
1: so we, we've done, oh, he's in great form, Like, but um, we've done two yeah. episodes before. I'll put them in the, in the show notes to give a bit of history. But one, one good bit of learning out of this for me, I think, is you've got yourself in such great shape and strength and your fuel and very specific training for this type of event. And yeah, it's obviously going to help you mentally because you're stronger. If you're coming in and you've got like 13, 14 minutes per loop, it helps you get the rhythm. Because you've got a better time to reset your mind or at least give your mind a little bit of a break. Whereas I was scraping in and I was I was endurance wise, you know, and my head was clear, I wasn't tired in any way or form, but my legs were dead. And that's what was holding yeah. me back. And that was just pure lack of training, like. But going into this event strong, you know, that's that's, that's one key thing that I can see that you really, really focus on.
0: What I found with um say walking the hills, I I'm, I'm a quick walker. Um now I, I really only noticed it when we were doing the recording, myself, my brother went up and he said to me, goes, How are you walking the hills so fast? That like, he was nearly jogging behind me when I was walking. And it was strange that in this in the in the race, a few of the lads that were with me said the same thing. They were just saying, how are you walking so fast? And I was like, I don't know, just sort of power up the hills like. But i do focus on i do focus a lot on on that like um like i go out running at night and when i do the last one standing training like i went out to the hill of tara in, in Navan and two two loops of that six by eight kilometers but it's a hundred and uh it's 140 meters descent, so i was out there for 10 hours one night on my own and i just uh doing them in 44 minutes and they have steep inclines as well so you just sort of power up downhill, You know, practice me the same way as, if, as you're doing a race. You know, you eat the same foods and you try and replicate what you're going to feel within a race. You know, you have to put in the hours. It's simple as that. Like Nothing is ever going to be given to you. I'm, I, I'm in a good position that I get to race with some of the best ultra runners in Ireland. You know, I was sitting beside Ian Keat. I was chatting away to him. You know what I mean? My, my son was there. He's eight years of age. And I'm telling Harry like that, you know, this is, this is Ian Keek, he's like Ireland's best ultra runner. And uh, he's like, uh, but are you going to win the race? I was like, as long <laughs> as Ian drops out, I might have a chance. And, you know, I'd always tell Harry, like, you have to believe in yourself. Like, he plays rugby, he plays Gaelic, and he plays hurling. I always say, you have to believe in yourself. And he just turned to me and goes, Dad, you have to do what you tell me, and you have to believe in yourself. And I was like, you know, it really hit home to me of what way he looks at me now, do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fantastic. And yeah, it's incredible. And he, he, he wasn't going to be there at the end, so he, he had a little teddy for me, and uh, he just said, will you will hold on to that? So I brought that teddy out with me on the, on the last lap, you know, just, just to have it with me.
1: Not not to jump ahead. Well, I am going to jump ahead. But um, So what was that last loop? Like, it must have been enjoyable, <laughs> to say the least.
0: It, yeah, it was... Um... So say even the second last lap, um so myself and Carl were we standing on the start line and we were chatting away. He just said to me lucky, he says, This is this is gonna be my last lap. And um, he says there's no point staying for another four or five hours and still come second. So <laughs> I was like I was saying, right, fair enough. He says if if you're gonna get 150 mile coin, I says, if you stay for another four or five hours, you're still gonna get hundred and fifty mile coin. And he says, uh I says, why not try and go to 200 miles, you know, stay for another 50 miles. And he, he answers them like, i stayed stay And he goes, and that's the problem right there. he says, I can stay for another 50 miles. And I still can't say <laughs> <laughs> So, so uh, we went out on the last lap and we, um, or the second last lap and, and we stayed together. So I, I was sort of, I was running a bit more and he, he was just starting to feel a bit more fatigued, so he started walking, so I said, right, I'd go on ahead, and I'd meet him at the finish line, so, like, he's he still done his last lap, lap in, in 50 minutes, 51 minutes. Yeah,
1: but it just goes to show, like, you know, he's he'd, he'd resigned at that point. Um, he had, yeah. And that's why you had, can't. But, he's a f-
0: but it's a phenomenal performance by him, you know, like, his PB before that was 30 hours, you know, so he hit 36 hours there, and... You know, you could see him a few hours after the 30 hours. He was starting to, to fade a bit, but like he kept turning up. He kept, he kept you know, pipping around and, and doing what he could. Like and He stayed there longer than a lot of established runners. He stayed there, like, you know, you had England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales teams, and he was there longer than any of them. Do you know what I mean? So it was yeah. an un- unbelievable performance for him.
1: This 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 is the beauty of the backyard, though, isn't it? People yeah. wouldn't know cattle. I was actually ta- taught in the cattle in the car park before we went up, very relaxed. He um, had told me you'd done 30 loops, when I, and that was yeah. phenomenal for your first attempt at it. Um, he's another person that focuses, he's a very strong person. He focuses a very lot on yeah. body strength. And these, um, what's the right word to call them? Like People just creep up from nowhere that people have never heard of. And all of a sudden, bang. Like, anything can happen on any loop. You know, even for him just to come Absolutely. second. He, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he reflected on that. Like, you could have had a, a really bad loop. You could have tripped on a stone. You could have... Not, anything could have happened. Yeah. He's already knocked out yeah. Ian Keith, Billy Reid, you know, Peter Cromie, Javier. Yeah. Like, my goodness. Like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, this is where it comes down to the first and second person. Your sixty-three loops—he give you too much respect. <laughs> Absolutely,
0: that's exactly what happened. Exactly yeah. what happened. You know, he—he he sort of looked at my last race was sixty-three hours, and he was—it was like he was nearly fearful that we're going to be here for sixty-three hours. Yeah. Instead of saying, like anything, as anything could happen, I could have a bad lap and time out, or I could trip over, or anything, like anything within a straight instead. And if he hadn't just sort of changed his mindset to focus on what he's doing, he could he could he probably could have went further, you know what I mean? But like look, it's it's all a learning curve. Oh, right. at the end of the day, like the more races he gets under his belt, the better he will become. And the more belief he'll have in himself of what he can do.
1: See the problem is you've got such a good game face. That's your friggin' problem.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I never stop never stop messing.
1: <laughs> Although I have to say, like, um, when Adrian whoever was putting their photographs up, and there was I think it was just before Billy had gone out, and um, there was six people left in. Jesus, <laughs> it was a grim looking photograph on everybody's <laughs> face. These were all just starting. I went, thank frig, I was out. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that is because you can just imagine. There was there was one guy. Emma Murphy um, was telling me there was one guy. And I hope he doesn't mind me mentioning this. I don't know his name anyway. So, but um he was at that point where you could you could come back up to the finish line. It was he was on his twenty-fourth loop. Yeah. And he just pulled out and everyone was trying to coach him back out. No, just just go and walk it out and you'll get your hundred miles. And he just broke yeah. down into tears. Right. And he was mentally broke. And I get that a hundred percent. It can do yeah. that to you so much because you're mentally trying to just it's such a difficult you know i love atb hunt courses are great like because you you've, you don't it's a totally different thing isn't it like it's it's
0: such it's a repetitive it's not repetitively.
1: and that's the whole point isn't it it's it's the mental aspect of being yeah. able to control your mind and manage what's going on mile to mile
0: like it is and like like with them courses like because re- kind of you really have to try and zone out but you can't zone out too much because you have to stay focused on the terrain so that's where the mental battle comes in that like you still have to be present because you can trip over a rock you can trip over a root, you could you know there's so many rocks and, and everything there it was so easy to like so many people fell people coming in like just <laughs> just covered in muck
1: i think jill <laughs> who know. was the last lady yeah. To dnf she, lady, yeah. she fell twice. Yeah. There you go, yeah. Jay. I called you a lady. <laughs> <laughs> I get slap for that next time she sees me, you know that. <laughs> she done fantastic though. She is. I do not know She's how she head. goes out week day after day, running twenty miles every morning, like yeah and she done I believe she done twenty eight loops. She must have be going done more just, just peg ignorant. That. Yeah. Oh but
0: that's look, it's pure pure uh mantle strength. Like, do you know what I mean? Um and she was coming in, I think it was around fifty four minutes each time. And you know, she's just she's just solid, like, you know, and I think a lot of the the lot the, like a lot of the ultra ultra running community look up to her because she's so relentless, because of the training she puts in and then she goes out and performs like you know. Um I still think she has a lot more in her. She needs to just sort out her food. And I was talking to her before this race, so <laughs> it's something that she has to focus on i fucking drinking vodka.
1: <laughs> she was telling me, actually, she was telling me that Um it was funny because she was talking to me and I wasn't talking back. And I was only on the loop nine or ten. Like, <laughs> little. I was just smiling at her. Little did she know I didn't yeah. have much conversation in me because I was trying to just hold yeah. on. Um But she said, like, <laughs> I, I got Keith to send me through some of the stuff he was saying. I was like, time to wise up eating all that shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She came um, back with a list of stuff. I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. And he's like, Jesus
1: Christ, he wasn't a child. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but absolutely brilliant. But I tell you, there was I had an experience where I was behind Juvy on Loop Twelve, and there was three of us yeah. running behind him, and we ran behind him for a mile before we realised, hold on a second, he's he's struggling, and because um, so much, very early. we had so much respect. Wasn't he second last time, sixty-two loops? yeah yeah he was indeed. so because it was javier we were like well if he's walking we're walking if he's running we're running do you know what I mean we'll get rounded yeah. up nicely yeah. and then all of a sudden we're like actually hold on a second we're not even going to make this loop this was loop 12 yeah. and i was like guys yeah. we better overtake here and push on and it's just such a, a surprise to see that you know but it's funny how the three of us you sort of build people up in your head Um, You had that much respect. You followed them round for a couple of miles. Think, well, they know. Well, actually, now we have to run, or we're not going to make this loop. Yeah, big mistake.
0: Well, yeah, and like, and in fairness to to Jv, like he's like he's ran Sparta He's ran another race in the Philippines. You know, he's done an awful lot over the last year uh, since like that the backyard in uh, Florida Manor. So like, it's bound to take us total same as Ian Keith. Like you know, Ian Keith done the mountain spine race only a few weeks ago and your body's not going to be fully recovered from something like that you know um and like even sitting beside ian he says to me um what time are you doing your laps and i was like oh, about 46 47 minutes um and i was like look it's consistent and he was like well that's all you're looking for is consistency and just before ian pulled out on his lap he just turned to me he says are you still doing 47 minutes in your lap so was like yeah still doing it Like. And we went out to the start line, and I don't know if that had an effect on what he, what his game plan was. That if if my times were starting to creep out, yeah, would he have would he have held on, or was it the fact that at that point in time he just said, "No, I've, I've enough, like." But we were standing on the start line, and he just said, uh, "Mr. Peter, were there, he just said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna just hang out the back for a minute," and we just sort of went through the start line, and then he just turned and he just stepped stepped off the course, and that was it.
1: <laughs> and what was that a shock or you know it's nothing's really a shock in the, well it was a big shock was it yeah it is yeah it's massive
0: like, shock because like you know what aim is like he's just relentless you know yeah. same with peter i, I was shocked when, when when i was told peter had pull out a 34 loops i thought he was there for a long haul i thought we were going to be there for another day you just Again? can't you can't tell
1: <laughs> you can't tell with peter like he's no. he's a very no. unique individual you know whereas you have this happy game face. Peter has, he's a bit like Wurzel Gomez. He's got so many different faces. <laughs> it's like, one, <laughs> but he's, you cannot read him at all. No, no, all. he's very,
0: very hard to read. Like what? Oh, I'm a great, I'm a great form now. I oh, I think I'm having a, bad, a bit of a bad, bad form. <laughs> it's, a little, it's, it, it's good
1: to see though, like, because over the last couple of years, um, you know, Peter did hold the reins to that. And there, there's a lot yeah. of different people coming through, and new people coming through as well. Billy Reid's another great guy who finished just before Ian Keith, um, who done actually, a I dub- think That
0: was a big shock. That was a big shock as well when 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 Billy pulled out. Yeah. He did. He, he, he I think he timed out, didn't
1: he? I'm not sure if he timed out or not, but he um, I hope he timed out. Actually, that would have been pretty cool. Like, but he's, it's just like, do you know what it is though? You are 100 percent right. You've got. Because when Billy Reid went out, he was sixth place. You've got Ian, Keith, Paul, Bruner, Peter Cromey, Cahill and Keith. If you start measuring yourself or or thinking forward against, well, look, I'm yeah. not going to beat these guys, because of the amount of respect you exactly. have for them. Same happened in, it was, was it Florida Manor last time, where it was Bobby Irvine and Sean Nichol? Florence Scott. Florence Scott, sorry. I know how much respect Bobby, uh, sorry, Sean has for Bobby. We all do. Bobby's yeah. f- phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you have to shake that, don't you? You have to just shake that and just yeah. strip it down that this is just another person that anything can go wrong at any time. Like, because Bobby's done, like done it phenomenal. He's won Florence Court. He's done really well in the tunnel, which is a mind-bending yeah. event. Like, um, But Bobby, like even Bobby done 19 loops. You know, he went out very early. That was a big shock as well.
0: Yeah, he, he fell a couple of times as well. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I came back. He was standing at the tent at one stage and he just covered him up. <laughs> so I think, but I think that was just after he had uh, pulled out. Like,
1: An Andy um, Person as well, What he went out a, a loop after him, another phenomenal guy who's yeah. gone the distance in both the tunnel, backyard, and really yeah. he's, he's really one of these guys that can really manage that mental aspect of what's going on and 20 loops um didn't make up the warm-up it's funny like but
0: it, it yeah. just goes to show how tough that that weekend was was you have all these good uh last one standing runners and everyone went through really really bad that you yeah. know it's, it's mad isn't it told how tough it was like yeah
1: were you relieved a little bit then when it went to 37 and not 63 because that was like a half day's work for you <laughs>
0: because <laughs> my, my coach texts me goes so look it's a good training run like, I, I eat enough for 27 hours
1: <laughs> yeah no no i get that how did you feel coming into the daytime then did do you feel rejuvenated a better yeah
0: i found it yeah i felt a lot better coming into the daytime and i think you always do so like that's what i'm saying like i always don't do my training at night so you try to replicate what you're going to feel at night like anyone can run during the day while the clock when it's nice and warm but do it at night when it weather's crap when you're on your own and you have to feed yourself you know so that's the low points that you're going to hit so I think that's what sort of helps you through As so the thing that like that eight hour block where I was feeling really really bad I think my training sort of got me through them hours. but yeah when you get to the day I was sort of clocking in about 45 minute laps and i was happy out Like it was, and it was warm you know it was yeah. it was very warm even at night it was it was extremely humid and um, like i had a hat on at one stage i had to take it off it's, you were just sweating all the time so it's just managing
1: that i wish i had opened the door to that like because i was wearing leggings and i had waterproof omm real light waterproofs over the top of them and it was yeah. it was roasting as you said i i didn't bring any yeah. shorts for me so i borrowed a pair of shorts this is A funny story that I was saying to myself before the podcast, do not tell it. (laughs) But I came in, I had like eight minutes to spare, enjoyed myself. The next loop I had three minutes to spare and decided to change the leggings. took the leggings off and put on these borrowed shorts and they didn't fit. So I ripped them off. So (laughs) I'm standing there virtually at the finish line at Eamon Murphy's Volkswagen pause there because i I wasn't wearing anything like so (laughs) i put the leggings i put the waterproof leggings back on because all i heard was 30 seconds i'd done the last three loops with just the leggings on and see the difference it made though it was like i don't use the word liberating because it's a bit creepy like (laughs) but it did though it took the because i'm i'm six foot one you know my body heats up very very quickly like and the difference of being able to regulate your heat properly that was another thing that you had to factor there because it was it was really warm
0: very very warm very warm yeah even at night in the middle of the night it was very very warm like i i I think the first night i was running in in, uh like a singlet and then it just a t-shirt over it It was that warm. but like after the rain it's funny after the rain i was wearing a jacket but do you know the way like if you have a waterproof jacket it doesn't let out the you know you sort of sweat more Mm -hmm. inside so i was running out of t-shirts and i was running out of jackets because they were all wet I ended up having to borrow T-shirts off a friend of mine, Simon Simon uh, Condon. He um he went out 24 hours and I went over to him I says, will you give me whatever T-shirts you have? I was taking his jacket off him. I was like, I'll take that as well. My niece was there and she was like, oh, I have a T-shirt. I says, well, take that off and give that to me too. <laughs> it was just... It I makes was a difference though, doesn't it?
1: It makes a difference getting that. I, I started off with a yeah. Mourinho base layer on and my coat my rain, my yeah. raincoat and they were flat. Yeah. when I when I took that off and got a, a real light base layer on them and then with my coat and then I had my coat open on the next loop then I took the coat off <laughs> and then yeah. I stuck the t-shirt on and I thought yeah now now it's okay you have to accept the fact that it seemed like it was going to be it was bad weather to start off with but it wasn't so you had to get to that point where you know you could run around here in shorts and t-shirt all night that's how exactly that's how calm it got but the only thing is, when you when, when you
0: stopped and you were sitting down, yeah, you did get a bit cold. When you went up to the start line and you were standing there, it was cold. But once you got moving, like once you got down uh, in towards the forest part, you started to warm up. I think it was because it was so enclosed with the yeah. trees and all that that there wasn't much of a breeze, even when it rained. The first time uh, I came in and it was dry, and my brother said to me, uh, "Did you not get rain on? I said, like, "What rain?" He says, it absolutely last here. And it's like, didn't even see a bit of it. It was just because it was still covered over in the forest.
1: Yeah, no, the starting line in the first mile was very exposed. And then after that, it got really yes. warm. Like, so all those factors. One key yeah. thing there, what you said. And like, listen, I'd, I'd sent, this is really embarrassing. like, But I sent a message to Johnny Breen a couple hours before. It is on Castle Ward, isn't it? Because I know it got changed about last year. So that's how prepared yeah. I was. I didn't even know where the event was actually happening. Um <laughs> i might have to edit that bit out but uh (laughs) so one thing you'd said there was you know making sure you try and test it because i actually my um i was a bit frustrated with myself because my hoka and my orthotic inside of it was actually bumping the back of my heel and it started giving me a bit of plantar i thought jesus and it wasn't bad it just shouldn't have happened it was because my shoe was just too loose with that sort of combination i thought jesus talk about but stuff like that shouldn't happen to you going into these type of events you know you want to try and test you shouldn't be doing anything new on this type of course no
0: and not if you want to be there for a long time you know like i you know this this was a race that i focused on this is a race that i trained for do you know what i mean like specific training for um and i know look it's some people just go to do twenty four hours or go to do twenty hours or whatever it is. But for me, this is a race that I'm I'm there to the end for, you know, um same with other races I have this year. These are say in on the calendar of going, This is a race I wanna do well in. So I think that's sort of the mindset that you have to go with. If you're going with the mindset of <clears throat> I go for a couple of hours or go for twenty hours or whatever and see, see how I get on, like, you're, it's, you're going to find it very very hard when the weather gets and the terrain gets crap and you feel crap you're going to find it very hard to, to get into the mindset of like I, I want to be here
1: so you you had a golden ticket last time for your 63 loops um yeah. and unfortunately the borders didn't open up so no um i think harvey lewis who we actually interviewed last week as well and um, which we're going to add on to this podcast um so that's pretty cool as well so we've got harvey lewis and and keith russell together um on this podcast because we had harvey for about half an hour and we talked a bit about food now harvey's won the bad war, you know another giant so it's really absolutely. really frustrating yeah. not to because you really want to test I, yourself up against that don't you and see how far you can really absolutely because you've, you've come you haven't dnf'd
0: yet whoa you don't say things like that Shit. <laughs> <laughs> in the backyard uh, in the backyard Yes. Yeah. Funny story. I was actually, um, so in, in Biggs, um, everyone, everyone gets allocated a, an area within the Big Tent and I was supposed to be beside Harvey Lewis. Shit. Yeah. yeah.
1: That would have been fantastic. So um, what happens this time uh, round? I'm so looking forward to it. Yeah. No one I can imagine. Um, um, I would love to crew out well, well, let alone well, nothing
0: else. <laughs>
1: Does anything happen at yeah. this time then? Do you get a golden ticket? I know there's a silver ticket thing, or I know this was no, slightly so, different because of the... Uh...
0: The whole new format. Yeah, so what happens is now, so from last year, it doesn't carry over. So basically you have to just re-qualify. So we have October, you have the world satellite, last one standing. So the one that I won at the weekend you get a silver coin so that lets you into that event i think i was i think i was in it already because of the one last may and um, because of the, the distance that i don't or the time that i don't but um so i think it's as far as i know there's 10 because there's five races for five golden coins or five uh, silver coins and then I think there's then the five, say, um, assists that will go through, or the five, uh, what, what do you call it, like the um the at last list. So I think it's ten and all, and then the winner that gets the golden kind of goes to Tennessee. So Jesus. I think it's what the way they're working now is like it's nearly the best of the best. You know, it sort of it sort of stops all this. Like someone could win a race in like fifteen hours and they could they they used to be able to go, but I think it stops that now. It's like, okay, so there's ten other people that have won a race. Now
1: you have to sort of beat them. Yeah, no, it's a good, I suppose it's it's growing that big. You know, there's so yeah. many events around the world now. Um, Laz would end up with like a thousand people in his backyard. And yeah. um, you even seen like at the beginning of this event, the amount of cameras and drones and videos. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus, it's like the celebrities are out today. Like I've never seen yeah. the likes of that in an event, which is really good to see.
0: It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. and also like there's well, I think there's there's fifty countries that will that say get to go to Tennessee, but there's seventy five participants. So what they do is then they have twenty five people off the atlas list. So it's the twenty five longest hours that didn't win that would end up going to as well.
1: Well, Keith, um, I'm going to wish you all the luck with that because that is thanks. a thanks very much. Um, oh, I would love to see you there. But listen. I, I take I know I done thirteen loops. I was happy with that based on where I was at and going into it. I said I was gonna do thirteen loops, so <laughs> that's all you're gonna get. We we know that. But I have Don't to say to I take my hat off um to every single person that enters that event and actually has to because there's nobody doesn't suffer. Like it doesn't matter whether you do six loops no. or you're suffering on your last couple of loops or whether you do thirty seven loops. And it's great to see people it was just—it was such a—it was a bit of a mess this year, to be honest. Like, you know, it was so mixed up. Anything could have happened. Oh, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even to do thirteen loops, there was there was actually about seventeen or eighteen people dropped out of twelve, as you expect. But then it was like yeah. fifteen people dropped out of thirteen, but some real big names. Yeah. Um So there was a massive drop
0: off at uh, hundred miles, as as like there normally is, but this year it just—it went down to, I think, eight of us. In such a short space of time, (laughs) you know. But as you say there, Robbie, like there's this perception that, like, say the top end runners don't struggle in these races. They absolutely one hundred percent do. You know, there is no doubt about that. Like, you know, the likes of Carl there looking at me and saying, "Oh, keep, keep, doesn't struggle or is not struggling." I do. I just don't show it. Or I've caught I've sort of gone through it, but it will happen again at some stage. So, like. I don't think they should ever look at someone and say, he's never going to drop out or he's never going to quit. I probably, it's hard to know if I will, but I mean, what's, what's it going to take for me to do that? I don't know, but I absolutely do go through bad parts in the race, the exact same as everybody else, you know, and that's, that's just the way it is. That's the, joy, the last one done it.
1: That's, that's the title of this podcast. Russell Keith, he is, I st- he I, is human. I, st- I struggle too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he still goes through pain. You know, sometimes it's a bit unfair of the front guys, you know, when people running like 220 marathons or like running like seven hours, seven and a half hours for a hundred K or whatever, them guys struggle and put the work and effort in, but it's almost expected of them, yeah. um, which is a bit unfair. <laughs> um, yeah. Because it is like these type of events or anything and running, you know, anything in life really you only get out what you put in and anything you're gonna
0: anything you want to push yourself to do you're going to fail you're going to struggle you know you're going to have bad times you're going to have good times and that's just that's just the way it is
1: and that's what makes it so good because uh, it sounds a bit insane but the more struggling you do the more life you can you're have off, i suppose <laughs> like you know that's
0: it yeah so like you're better off struggling like in training and and you raise raised better. At least you know what you're going to be. What's going to be coming to you, you know. And that's what you try to replicate.
1: Do you know what though? Like I was my loop eleven or twelve. I was sitting thinking to myself. I don't know if I like this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I like this format. But um, having an interview on the podcast, you know, it brings you back to what it's all about. It's all about yeah. you know stripping your own mental ability back and going through that ebb and flow. I remember Eamon saying to me, you know, at like 10, he goes, geez, I was having a bad loop there. And I, and he was helping me because I was, I was actually feeling okay through it mentally. And I said, look, it's just ebb and flow. Don't worry about it. Don't think yeah. about it. Don't overthink it. It's just ebb and flow. Just let it come and let it go. And it will just yeah. come and go. But the more you think about it, the more you complicate it, the more that tide's going out. Like, you know, so the less you can yeah. think about. That word ebb and flow was really helping me. It's just, oh, there we go do you know what i mean and then you feel better again and then you know yeah you know the last half of my is it was always a savior it was all downhill and you're like oh i feel great again
0: so, yeah that, that was that was a good part of it when you turned the corner it was just it was a nice run into the finish but it's funny you should say that because i was questioning myself whether i like running as well <laughs> around that time around yeah. 14 15 hours like do i really like doing this stuff
1: <laughs> it's that event you know, though that event is different it definitely is different
0: Look, you, you, you question everything, you know what I mean? You question your but once you sort of battle through that and you come through the opposite side of it, you know, you do feel great. But chances are, look, the longer you keep going, the more it's going to happen again and you just have to fight through it again until, you know, you get through it again. And that's, yeah. that's the joys of it.
1: I know, I know I didn't. Um, my fitness is stronger than my body, if that makes any sense. So I didn't get to that place of... I. 'Cause I know in longer endurance events I have hated running. You know, I'm like I'm going back to doing five K's. I'm not even going to do ten K's anymore. This is shit. Why'd I even put myself through this crap? Um, yeah. And it's nice to get to that place and break through. But <laughs> because I didn't have the strength I didn't get there, like, but it it does be like that. Those those thoughts can go through your head and you know. The good thing is when you've been there so many times, you're aware of it and you have to distract yourself and, and pull your mindset away from that in some way or form. Cause you know it's just bullshit. Yeah. There's something deep behind that telling you, don't listen to that. Do You know that's just yeah. But I think
0: as as you said, I think the more you do it, the more you learn how to cope with it. The more you you go right, what is my coping mechanism to get through this part? And once you sort of learn that, once you once you start to come and through, then you, you you start putting that plan into action until you get through it. Then yeah, hundred percent.
1: I think before we go, we're going to give a big shout out to um, Sammy and Adrian because I have to say, yeah, absolutely, yeah. I've done a few of their events before, but I have to say, them guys really raised the bar this time. They were so yeah positive and so welcoming and so warming. It was actually a joy to cross the finish line and see them two boys.
0: It is hundred percent. You know they do phenomenal work there, and like one of them is there all the time. You know, so like like running. I think running it is the easy part, crew like crewing is, I it's an unforgiving uh, thing to do, because like, they have to be awake, they're getting stuff ready when the runners are out, and then, like the Sammy and Adrian, like they're there, you know, clapping people in, they're doing uh, the live feeds, they're putting up results, they're keeping everyone updated, you know, there's an awful lot of work that goes into it, and they, they do an incredible job, and i was there like uh, i love going to their events
1: love yeah their, their passion really shone through during this event And i think that's a key thing as runners yeah. you know it's real grassroots this type of backyard thing and as runners we're all passionate about it and it's great to have race directors that you're feeding off because they're passionate about it as well
0: yeah and it's great there's great camaraderie with all with all the ultra runners that go to it and you know with all with the race directors and, and the whole staff or with uh, Atlas running you know Everybody you know, you, you see the same faces all the time, you meet the same people and you know, there's always a good crack, a good bit of laugh and a bit like, of do you know what I mean? And they know
1: what you're going through, which is great. You I crept in with yeah. like two and a half minutes to go. I nearly didn't make a loop and I had to run the last quarter of a mile, which was funny because I'd I'd lead legs and I looked at my watch and went, Shit, I'm not gonna make it and all of a sudden I was running like a six minute mile a bad guy across the line here. And you just see And the more Sammy's like, Whew, that was close, that was close. And the,
0: the more <laughs> pain on your face, the more they
1: laugh, is it? Yeah. I goes I go to him like this was like loop ten. ah oh, the course is great this year. He says, Come back in twelve hours and tell me that <laughs> Yeah. That's true. you knew the pain was gonna come, like anyway, thanks a lot, yeah. Keith. That was great. I'm not even gonna edit this, I'm gonna put it out today. Um And as i said there we had harvey on last week but we only had harvey for about half an hour um because he had to jump because he got a call so the two of you compliment each other well it's great to unpack the backyard the local backyard castle ward which so many yeah it's great like there's been so many showdowns there you know i actually when i was walking on my own which was great at the back i was thinking about you and your walk when you'd done the 63 and go, this is what it must be like. <laughs> the only difference was <laughs> I, there was about 40 people in front of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but it, it, it does, it's, I, you know, it, it just, it's just a magical event, to be honest, like, oh, I don't know if it's oh, it mag- is. Magical's a, a bit of a soft like, word well, <laughs> to call yeah, it. Like, no, but, yeah, the last lap is, you know,
0: it's it's tough. It's tough because you, do, you there's so much going through your head, you don't wanna get lost, you don't wanna get injured, you, like there's still that potential to get hurt um and not make it round. So you still have to be so vigilant and so careful and still mind where you're putting your feet and stuff like that. But you you know that this is it. This is the last time I'm coming around this band, this is the last time I'm gonna be running down this road. You know, so you do that get get, get that sense of like excitement and, and achievement like. relief.
1: <laughs> and relief yeah, as well as the last time right. but you yeah. really do like i only done 13 loops so god knows what it was like for you you really do like that first mile when you come over the bridge and you get the first bit downhill and you see that rock and you see that roots going yeah. across the path your real narrow path, like bike bike tracks yeah <laughs> you get intimate with all these bloody rocks and roots you know there's that <laughs> fucking root again there's that rock again
0: yeah yeah it's so funny yeah, yeah. and you got like oh i'm only here like, I still have to <laughs> go around. In your head, you're still taking a other pass that you have to pass. And you're going, how come I haven't passed that already? I should be there by right now. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's, that's what can mess up your head, look.
1: Just one last question And Did you feel the added burden of winning last time coming into this, the expectation of what people thought you were going to do or not?
0: Um, I'd be honest and say, yeah, because I know... There probably was and I ex- Now, look, I put more pressure on myself than anybody would. And that's the thing. When I was going through that bad patch, I think that was another thing that was getting in on me was like, you know, if I only if I dropped out at 15 hours, like Florida man has gone. It's you know, that's gone nine months ago. You know, so you're only as good as your last race. So yeah, it was always in the back of my mind. And as well, like, like even with some of the lads there. They were sort of pacing off me as well, as in when I stop, when I walk, they walk, when I ran, they ran. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm probably just trying to see, right, what strategy do I use and try and they try to replicate that or see if it works for them, which to be honest, is fine. And I've probably done the same myself when you see someone that's doing so well, it's right, okay, how, what can I learn from them? But yeah, there is that added bit of pressure. But no, it's good
1: pressure. I don't want to say pressure makes diamonds. It's a bit too much of a cliche like, but this I wasn't gonna edit anything <laughs> until I said that and that was shit, so I might have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> What's your so there's a lot coming up this year. We are actually one other good sense about the backyard was that I f- and I went to the bar yesterday, and I feel this sense of normality coming back to the world, which is magic. Um, yeah. And the events are coming back. You know, I went to a Bond Run race there the other day, and it was like 800 people at the starting line. It was fantastic. The buzz. Brilliant. And our backyards are great for social aspects. I'm only coming back after two years, so it's great to see all the people I haven't seen for such a long yeah. time. And it's such a small close-knit community the ultra running world as well especially in ireland where we don't have that many races you see the same faces all over the place um so what what have you got on your schedule or calendar this year
0: um so i'm i'm uh, myself and three of my friends are going to run the dublin to belfast relay with atlas running now on the first of april and we're going to be doing it just for a a local charity as well so three of us started to well Three of us run marathons, but my brother hasn't. He's never run one, so he's going to do it himself. He's going to do it yes. as well. So, um, and then June, I'll probably go to Victoria Park do the twenty four hour in June, and hopefully, uh, qualify to run for Ireland in the European mm. Championship in September in uh, Verona, in Italy, and then October, hopefully, go to the World Athletes, uh, last one standing, in October.
1: Some big goals there. That'd be oh, fantastic that. to get into yeah, European fantastic. championships. Like you know, you have it in you now, based on what you've done. It's just about it all going right for you between now and then, isn't it? Yeah. Well, like
0: the way I'm looking at it is like I've done, I've done, I've done it there last October, and I hit uh, over 232 kilometers. So the Irish standard is 220. So I've made the standard, but because the running standard, ultra running standard in Ireland is just yeah. it's flying up. I don't think 2.32 is going to be enough. So I'm probably going to have to look to try and go over 2.40 just to try and like have a chance of, of getting on the team. I think it's four or five get picked for it. So, you know, it just shows the calibre of ultra-runners in Ireland now that 2.20 is just not enough anymore.
1: It's unbelievable, isn't it? Like how it's, yeah, it's just incredible exploded to such...
0: And that, but then you look look at the likes of Ed um like running over two hundred and fifty kilometers, like um and, and breaking uh, the twenty four hour national record. You know, and the likes of Ed and the likes of Ian Keith, they they want people to challenge them. They want people to, to be testing their records and stuff like that. And like if you if you ever had any questions and you wanted to ask them, they are most like so obliging and there's there's never there's never an issue with would have a chat about anything with running nutrition or whatever
1: that's great isn't it like it's quite it's quite it's better, heartwarming yeah. like the ultra running scene and there isn't it's just so supportive in every yeah. in every yeah. single aspect like you're 100% right way and ian's so open to tell anybody anything and they love the competition because it drives them further they don't they don't yeah. see it as a negative they see it as a positive they Like, I'm sure that they would love the likes of that backyard and getting pushed to that and getting beaten and things like that. And it's it's better for them than being out front all the time and not being challenged. Now, that is one thing about the backyard. Obviously, nobody knows what position or what what way you are coming into that event. Everyone just sees the big games and what they've done before. You don't know as that person, what they're going through, what they're struggling in life, what their life situation is, whether they've just ran the spine race or whether they've exactly. just come back from um, a trip up to base camp or anything could have happened like so there yeah. is any anything could happen in, in those like so everybody done absolutely fantastic in that event um okay yeah. it's great to see though it's always a good buzz after it isn't it
0: it is it's brilliant yeah you know as said like the amount of messages that I get after like the likes of that race there um you know it, it's it's it's, it's incredible like, and it's, it's very humbling, you know, to, to see what people like look up to you, you know, and as I said to you before, like I came into this five years ago. I've actually to run in two years or three years and one of them years is through COVID. I've sort of probably progressed faster than probably most would. Um, but I think when it comes down to like dedication and commitment and work at it, like, I put it, I put it all into that in, in training, you know, so I think if you, if you have that mindset, like
1: you're a great advocate load, for that. It's all about, things can happen. it's all about mindset. Like, and there, there's no better yeah. advocate than yourself for that. All right, Keith, we're going to leave it at that. Thanks a lot for your time um, no, well no, no, done. And yeah, I look forward to seeing how you get on through the rest of the year. So there you have it, back with a bang, another backyard episode. I'd just like to give a shout out to Eamon Murphy for letting me use his Volkswagen convertible, which was parked right at the finish line. And more importantly, to all the contestants who I haven't seen in quite a while, many of which have been on the podcast. Big shout out to Catherine McParland, a valiant effort against one of Ireland's strongest backyarders. And Wayne McGuigan, a fellow SGR club member who completed 19 loops on his first backyard. He's a great supporter of the podcast podcast and be all his fellow members on the night so well done Wayne hope you enjoyed this leisurable chat I still have James Gibson's winter Wayne rights to get out and Harvey Lewis's short but insightful episode so until next week stay safe and keep on moving